0: June is Patron Appreciation Month. This month, I'm giving patrons a complimentary copy of the Tax and Business Guide for Authors. I created this course with my CPA dad, and it currently sells for $199. But patrons get lifetime access in June as my way of saying thank you. You can become a patron of the show at novelmarketing.com patron. I'll have more info at the end. Now, on to the episode. This is Novel Marketing, the longest-running book
1: marketing podcast in the world. I am James L. Rubart, but you can call me Jim. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr. And in this episode, we're going to talk to you guys about why pruning your life might be the most important move you'll ever make.
0: We have a big announcement, so stick around. If you're wondering why the episodes after this one are different, you have to listen to this one to know what and why. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, First, I'd probably explain a little bit about how pruning works. There's a tree here in Austin called the Arizona Ash Tree. And these trees, they're pretty, they grow really fast, and they're very popular in new subdivisions. But the problem is, is that they grow too fast and they grow too big and they have a bad habit of splitting in two or dropping whole limbs, uh, which is really bad if you have a car underneath one of those major branches, not that we would know or anyone in the subdivision that I grew up in would know. And it's not uncommon for homeowners to call these Arizona trash trees (laughs) after it destroys their car or a corner of their house. And the solution is to cut some of the healthy limbs off of the tree from time to time. My parents have an Arizona ash tree in their front yard. I have an Arizona ash tree in my front yard. And my parents' uh, ash tree is way old. And the reason why it has not destroyed any of their vehicles is because they have hacked and slashed at that thing, keeping it to a reasonable size. So uh, Arizona ash tree's ambitions far out see- exceed their ability to support uh, their own branches and limbs. So you have to take active measures to keep the tree from getting too big. And it's not just with trees. There's a lot of reasons why pruning is helpful uh, in agriculture, right? To increase the structural strength of the remaining plant, like we talked about with the ash tree, but also to increase fruit production, right? If you have a fruit tree, and Jim, you are surrounded by
1: uh, apple trees. Yeah, we're surrounded by apple trees, but we actually have five apple trees in our yard. And the next door neighbor has his lawn mowed. A guy comes, Ramon, and mows it every two weeks. And Ramon (laughs) shuffled over the other Day And he's looking at our apple trees and he just starts grabbing these apples and pulling them off the uh, the tree. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm thinning. You have to thin. If you want to get a good crop of apples, you have to take these off. And then, of course, every year we have our apple trees pruned. Every year, spring, they come and and, and prune the trees back.
0: Yeah, I remember when I visited you, we drove past just miles and miles of apple orchards. You really, you're really living the life up there in <laughs> Eastern Washington. And I was, I was stunned though at how short and squat and ugly these apple trees were. Like, none of them were very big and tall. They weren't what you think of as a big, beautiful apple tree, because the purpose of those trees isn't to be visually appealing. It's to produce big, visually appealing apples, which means putting energy towards the fruit, not towards the branches. And it's also true with flowers. If any of you have flowering plants like roses, uh, there's a lot to be said about um, pruning those. And then another reason to prune is for the aesthetic shape of the tree. If you want to have your tree look just so, you've got to prune uh, to make it uh, happen that way and often over time to kind of shape the tree. So if the goal of the tree is to look good, you have to prune. And then finally, and this is often the most important reason, it's to cut off diseased or unhealthy limbs. If you have an infection in one limb of the tree, it can spread to the rest of the tree and kill it. And this is even true with limbs on humans. So, um, back in the, you know, American Civil War, before they had uh, penicillin, they amputated limbs all the time to save the patient. And so you may be wondering, what does this have to do with books and the novel (laughs) marketing podcast? (laughs) The pruning marketing podcast. (laughs) Yeah. The pruning marketing podcast. Well, that same principle of pruning applies to our lives, Uh, not in a physical sense. Hopefully none of you are, you know, facing an amputation, but the activities that we do can become like those branches on the tree that take away energy from the Fruit. And Jim and I have both been walking this journey. Um, I, I don't think we both realized that the other one was going through it. No, I
1: don't, I don't think we did either. We, uh, yeah, we really didn't. And it wasn't until recently we came together and said, oh my gosh, we're both walking the same path.
0: Yeah. And uh, I would like to say that, as the enlightened guru on the top of the mountain, I saw, I looked upon my life and I saw that I was doing too much and I calmly started the pruning process. <laughs> but sadly, that is not what happened. <laughs> I had a mental breakdown. Um, I've been having a series of small mental breakdowns. And I finally had a major me- mental breakdown, which for an entire day, I could not get out of bed. Like I mentally just couldn't function, I couldn't operate. And it's like something has gone wrong. And so I put together a list after one of the smaller mental breakdowns, a like a list of responsibilities and titles that I had because I had all these business cards And so I'm going to share with you that list of where I was a couple of months ago. So brace yourself. So I was the CEO of Author Media Hosting. I was the co-host of Novel Marketing. I was a keynote speaker with my own speaking sole proprietorship. I was a literary agent with the Steve Lobby Agency. I was an instructor with the Author Media Courses. I was the vice president of the Christian Writers Institute. I was a podcast host of the Christian Publishing Show. I was the CEO of Castle Media Podcast Production. I was a podcasting, publishing, and marketing consultant that um, people would hire me on an hourly basis. I was a podcast host of Liberty Buzzer, the podcast host of Creative Funding Show, the author of Courtship in Crisis, organizer of the Austin Entrepreneurs Meetup Group, a board member of Waymakers International, an organizer of the Christian Austin Christian Writers Meetup Group, product owner of the MyBook uh, Plugins, organizer for the Austin Board Game uh, Designers Meetup Group, co-organizer of the Austin Podcasters Meetup Group, and a blogger on thomaslumstatt.com and AuthorMedia.com. Breathe. (sighs) Oh, and a husband and (laughs) a father. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that too. Of, Of a new baby, a newborn baby, which let me tell you, they require a lot of work. My daughter is so busy. We leave her alone for two minutes and she will make her way to the nearest bookshelf and pull out all of the books that she can reach. Now that she can stand up on her own, she will, she now has access to two whole bookshelves worth of books. Uh, and if we leave her alone for five minutes, she'll start turning the pages and tearing them accidentally. She's she's very into books, uh, but she likes to eat the pages, which is um, not uh, non-ideal. <laughs> so uh, it was too much. I was like that Arizona ash tree. I was a, and I basically was splitting because you know they will prune themselves eventually with big limbs falling off. And um, someone asked me, you know, right before this, how do you do everything? You're doing all of these things. And I almost told her (laughs) I do it by failing at most of it, most of the time. (laughs) Um, But I didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell her that, but that was the truth. Uh, I was failing at most of it, most of the time. And you'd think that with all of those activities, I would be, you know, flush with cash and wealthy and happy and prosperous, but no. Um, all of I was having all of these branches and not very much fruit. Wow. So over the last several months, I've started um, hacking away, I, and my inspiration was this tree I came across in Switzerland. And I'll put uh, put a link to it in the show notes. It's out in front of this old chapel, the chapel that it was in front of was like 100 or 150 years old. Europe, everything is really old, but old. But the tree was 700 years old. So this is like a giant 700-year-old tree, and they had pruned this thing down to its nubs, and yet it was bursting with new growth. Those nubs that they trimmed down to were bursting with new branches, and apparently it was to keep this seven-year-old tree from splitting in half because it had gotten so big. And so I realized that I was that tree. <laughs> Way too many branches. Uh, And so I've started cutting things. I stepped down as a podcast host of Liberty Buzzard and the Creative Funding Show. Uh, Those podcasts still exist, but we're not creating any new episodes. I stepped down as the organizer from the Austin Entrepreneurs Meetup, the Christian Writers Meetup, and the Austin Board Game Designers Meetup. I stepped down as a board member of Waymakers International, and I stepped down as a literary agent. So some of you may have noticed our intro change. We don't have the intro guy anymore. The main reason was he was no longer telling the truth. I am no longer a literary agent. <laughs> we couldn't run the intro. So we've been doing our own. And then more painfully, I put my book Courtship in Crisis on retirement, a kind of indefinite hiatus. So people can still buy the book, but I'm now turning down pressing queries and podcast interviews about the book, which is hard to do. It is really hard to turn down somebody inviting you to come on their podcast to talk about your book. Um. But I have to say no to things in order to say yes to other things. And I sold uh, the MyBook plugins uh, to Stormhill Media. So MyBook Table, MyBook Progress, um, they still exist. You can still buy them, and they're but they're maintained by a different company. And our patrons still get um, discounts. So I, I made sure to to negotiate for that. So for you, nothing is changing. But for me, I am no longer a point of support. People no longer come to me with their tech support questions for MyBook Table. And um, I no longer get the kind of money that I used to get <laughs> from those plugins. And so one way to think of this in the pruning process, which I will say has been very painful psychologically, cutting these things that I helped create, like the Austin Board Game Designers Meetup. Uh, we created, I created that. That started with zero members. and Now it's up to like 600 members, 700 members. And our members have gone on to publish board games. And it's a very vibrant, maybe one of the most vibrant board game design meetups uh, in the country in terms of how many members. And yet it was completely outside of my wheelhouse of things I should be doing. <laughs> it was not at all um, sim- uh, synergistic with the writing stuff or the marketing stuff or really any of the rest of it. And so another way to think of this is that um, you're saying yes to the branches that remain. You know, by cutting these responsibilities, I'll have more energy for the things that are not uh, get getting cut. And kind of moving forward what has what is and I'm not where I am want to be yet like I'm wanting to cut more things my goal is by the time I turn 35 I want to have one business card <laughs> which seems silly but I haven't had one business card in years I've been always had multiple business cards for different aspects of my life and I feel like I'm down to two right now but what I enjoy uh, doing is teaching and so the things that are remaining are courses hosting podcasts and other things around teaching And, uh, you know, this may fail. If my courses don't sell, uh, this may end in disaster. But I'm hoping that with more energy to put into uh, podcasting and course creation, that I'll be able to compensate for all of the lost revenue of all those other things I was doing.
1: Thomas, when you say it might end in disaster, what define disaster for me?
0: Uh, Disaster would be financial disaster, where it doesn't cover the expenses of my growing family (laughs) because we have another baby on the way and baby number one is eating real food now and uh which is uh, baby food is surprisingly expensive especially for how little of it
1: you're buying (laughs) (laughs) And how little <laughs> bit they eat, and how much they <laughs> spit out. <and> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, don't you spit out this food? This cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you like this yesterday? What's going on? <laughs> and and I I knew that when you said disaster, you meant financially. But I wanted to point that out because I, I you can't, I don't think you can. It can end in disaster. The fact that you've taken these things off your plate emotionally pretty soon you're going to be in a much healthier place. And that healthiness translates to Margaret. It translates to mercy. And if the courses don't sell, big deal. You're enough of an entrepreneur and you're a bright enough guy that you're going to find something else to do that still fits in your wheelhouse. But honestly, I don't see how they can fail. You're so good at it. And and now having the energy to focus on it, both the time and the emotional energy, uh, I'm excited to see where that's going to go for you.
0: Well, I, I appreciate your optimism and I hope you're right. <laughs> so now you also have been going through a season of, of printing. So so walk us through what that's been like.
1: Yeah, for me, it, it's funny because people um, my age are starting to think about retirement. And one of the questions is always, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do during retirement? And I always look at them with this befuddled look on my face, Thomas, because it's just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If I took away all my professional responsibilities today, Thomas – I would not have enough time to do everything I want to do. I, I'm a guitar player. I love dirt bike riding. I love sleight of hand magic. I love water skiing. I love photography. I love golf. I love scuba diving. I love pickleball. And the list goes on. I I enjoy doing all those things. So uh, hobbies, uh, filling my time once I retire is not going to be a problem. I don't ever see myself retiring because I actually enjoy the things I do professionally. But that's the problem. I have all these hobbies I enjoy. Well, professionally, I have all these things I enjoy doing as well. So I don't know if it's that entrepreneurial mindset, but I see an idea and I just like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try that. And Darcy, we've been married over 30 years now. And for 30 years, she's been saying, Jim, you have so much on your plate. And my reaction has always been, no, I don't. I'm not doing that much. <laughs> I was blind to the fact that I'm doing all these things. And Darcy would. Uh, pointed out to me. But it would never sink in, and I'd, I'd never make any changes on that. And so consequently, my plate was always jam-packed full. And at the start of this year, some people um, do this where they pick a phrase or a word or something to personify the year. And for me, this year, Thomas, I really felt like it had to be Big Rocks and concentrating on those big rocks in my life instead of all those little pebbles and the sand that fill up so much of people's lives. And so that was the start of the year, big rocks. And I didn't realize that as the year went on um, that I was going to have to get rid of some of my big rocks. I thought, no, just concentrate on the big rocks. I didn't expect it to be, yeah, but if you really Want to concentrate on only the most important big rocks. You've got to get rid of some other big rocks that aren't quite as big. Um, and and same, similar to you, you know, most people have one business card. They have, they have one job. And as I started looking at and listing out the things that I was doing on a consistent basis, I've doing editing, uh, for authors, speaking, writing back cover copy, one on one consulting, website building narrating audiobooks, the Rubart writing academy and my novel writing plus and a lot of people don't know this i've had a company since 1994 called jr2 marketing where i'm doing marketing for uh, businesses retail clients this sort of thing branding consulting radio campaigns tv campaigns so that's going on as well and i started to look at this He like jim you're 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 insane you cannot keep this up and uh, what has happened throughout this year thomas is three of my big rocks have been ramping up i've been narrating audiobooks for a while now well more and more people are wanting me to narrate their audiobooks and so that's ramping up the rhubarb writing academy that um has been ramping up and more energy and time has been going into into that and then finally the other thing and a lot of people don't know this but uh, people say well when's your next book coming out and for the for the last little while here, I've had to say, I don't know, because I stopped writing. At the start of this year, I called my agent and I called my editor and I said, I just need to take a break. It's been wonderful. I've had a contract for 10 years straight now, but I just need to take that pressure off of myself and take a year off. And so I've been doing that. And here's the thing that surprised me, Thomas. I thought, well, 2019, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be writing books. So I'm going to have all this time and it, and it turned out not to be the case. And that's when I really realized. Oh my gosh, you took a big rock away and you still don't have the time you need. You got to start pruning as well. Um, and I guess a great illustration of that is OCW, the conference you and I were at together last week. Where you watched me <laughs> go from mentoring appointment to teaching my class to having a lunch with my agent who came down to getting ready, writing the script for the MC, the Cascade Awards to doing the Cascade Awards. And, and you were kind of looking at me like, Jim, well, and and then we did a podcast. I, I raced over and we did a quick podcast. And and I think you were able to see the label on the bottle from the outside and just go, Jim, you are a, you're going to fry yourself. And I did after the conference, Darcy and I went to Cannon beach for a couple of days. And for the first day and a half, I just kind of laid there and drooled as I caught up emotionally to what had been going on. staring at the paint and wondering why it's so, <laughs> yeah. so interesting. Exactly. So compelling. Your brain just needs a break. Exactly. So yeah, that was kind of, kind of the final um, piece of the puzzle realizing I have got, I have got to do some pruning and cut some things.
0: What did you learn during that process? What was the epiphany that you had as you were staring off into
1: space? I, I, a number of things. The, the movie City Slickers comes to mind, You know where there is <laughs> – it currently says one thing. you, you got to choose one thing. And I don't think that people like you and I are ever going to be able to do just one thing. We We have interest. But it certainly is cutting it down to a reasonable level of plates. There are some people that can spin six plates – I guess what I've learned is I'm not one of those people. I can spin, I I can spin three and be good with it. Um, the other thing that I've been trying to do, Thomas, and this is hard for me, is to use the most powerful word in the English language, which is no. And, and I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to disappoint people. And so, oh, you want to interview me? Great. Uh, you want me to write an article for you? Sure. Um, you want me to meet you for coffee? No problem. Well, you say yes to all those things. And I'm definitely realizing I'm a nickel and dime guy where, oh, it's just a nickel. Yeah, Jim, but it's 3,000 nickels. That's a problem. That adds up really quickly. Um, and then I realized, and I guess this is, this is coming to the, uh, the announcement that you and I are going to make is, I thought long and hard hard about novel marketing. And I realized the reason I love doing the show, most of all, that far outweighs anything else, is being with you and hanging out with you and our friendship. That's the main reason I love doing the show. And I thought, oh, man, Jim, I'm not sure if that's a good enough reason to continue putting the time and energy into the show. So, with that as an intro, Thomas, why don't you describe uh, what we are going to do?
0: Yeah, so Jim is going to step back from being a regular guest. Not down, back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, as a regular guest on the podcast. So, he's not going away. We'll we'll have him as a... um, yeah, hey, be, it'll be like a TV show where one of the main characters goes off to do a movie and they're guest starring from every once in a while, they'll come back uh, for an episode, but they're not in every episode. So I'll, I'll still be doing the show. The show's not going away and I'll still be hosting every show, but Jim will be uh, stepping back. Uh, the current plan is every other month he'll do an episode here and then every other month he'll do an episode on the on my other podcast, The Christian Podcast publishing show, which is more craft-focused and is more explicitly Christian. The audience for this is very broad, uh, whereas that is a, a more narrow, narrowly focused um, podcast. And hopefully, uh, Jim, that will give you more time for the things that remain. So what are what are some of the things that will remain that
1: you're going to be focusing on? Yeah, the main things I'm going to focus on is the Rhubarb Writing Academy, um, the narration... Uh, narrating other people's audiobooks and then writing, getting back to, uh, you know, starting to stir inside me. Uh, I want to start writing uh, another novel. So I'm excited about that. And here's what's interesting, Thomas, and that is the aftermath. Uh, it wasn't more than a few days after we talked about this that you happened to be talking to Steve Lobby. And and you told them what I was thinking. And Steve goes, well, gosh, I should talk to Jim about narrating books for Enclave. And so, boom, already something fills that void where you would not have had that conversation with Steve if you and I had not had this conversation and I had not pruned, done some pruning. I'm really excited about doing courses with you. And we probably wouldn't have taken action on that if I hadn't done some pruning. pruning. And, and then the final thing is, emotionally, I realized when you and I talked and made this decision I had a relief. It was like, Oh, that was a, the right thing to step down from or step back from emotionally. I just felt a weight off my shoulders. And then of course I talked to Darcy about it and she's like, Oh my gosh, I feel so good about that. It brings her relief too. Cause you know, she and I are one. So uh, the opportunities cannot come unless you do some pruning. And so I guess my encouragement to those of you out there are going, Oh wow, I know I need to prune as well. And it can be in not just, it's not necessarily just your business life. It could be your personal life as well, where you say, you know what, as harsh as this is to say, I don't have time for this relationship anymore because I have these other things I want to do. So I guess those are some of the good things that have come out of it in the aftermath. And a couple of books that I can recommend if you're saying, wow, Jim, Thomas, you guys have pruned. I know I need to prune. One is called One Month to Live. And this is a book that we'll put in the show notes, 30 Days to a No-Regret Life. And then the other book I've been going through is by Michael Hayek called Free to Focus. And again, both those books, I think, can be real helpful on your journey of pruning, of concentrating on those big rocks, and even potentially getting rid of some of your big rocks.
0: Yeah, it's a painful process. Um, And now that we are kind of slightly on the other side of some of the pruning, the pain you forget really quickly but yeah. it, like in the moment it's, it's really painful it's, it's a lot like pulling out a splinter i remember the conversation i had uh, when i sat down with um, as an agent right because i i just gotten started as an agent and everyone was telling me oh thomas you're gonna be the best agent ever and i was just miserable <laughs> i did not enjoy being in the middle of email conversations and just dealing with email all the time uh, for me, that was like the special hell. (laughs) I was like, no, please, too much email. And yet that's exactly what being an agent uh, and being a good agent revolves. But still saying no and saying goodbye to my clients who I came to really like uh, was really painful at the time. But there was this great sense of relief afterwards. It's like this burden. This is just this emotional burden that I was carrying around. Because for me, The emotional burden was compounded by the fact that I felt like I was failing everyone around me. And I still feel like that, frankly. I don't yet feel like I am a success. (laughs) Like I don't feel like I'm suitably providing for my family and I don't feel like I'm I'm bringing in the wins uh, that I need to be bringing in. But the amount of uh, feeling like a failure has gone down (laughs) with each of these areas that I've kind of given away or cut down. I don't feel like a failure in those areas uh, because I'm not doing them anymore, <laughs> not because I started winning, but because I just stopped trying, uh, so to speak, in that focus. But yeah, that that cutting is, is painful. And, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. You know, we started back in 2013 uh, when no one was doing this. <laughs> there were, Some people had started book marketing podcasts, and they kind of podfaded, and there was some indie publishing podcasts uh, that, uh, you know, by true pioneers like Joanna Penn that were kind of on the whole process of getting published and marketing and branding and writing and you know very broad uh, focused podcast uh, but a, a podcast focused on just fiction no one was doing and you know we've since expanded we uh, let in our nonfiction uh, brothers and sisters to, to the <laughs> yeah. fold um but this this you know if you think about it two hundred episodes at thirty minutes an episode you know maybe twenty to thirty minutes an episode that's um hundreds of hours of talking into a microphone, not to mention all of that time preparing. And that that's a huge investment that you've made, um, not just uh, with me, but also with all of our listeners who have uh, really benefited from all of your experience, both as a writer and as a professional marketer and as a, a radio person.
1: And let me say one more thing, Thomas, about that the printing process. The hardest part for me, with stepping back from novel marketing, the biggest issue for me was disappointing you. And, and so I dreaded having that conversation and telling you that. And, um, I mean, you handled it amazing with grace and really good things came out of it. But I, what I realized in the process is, um, by stepping back and concentrating on one episode and really making that a killer episode, it's going to be better for the show. It's going to be better for you. Um, doing it that way, then continuing on trying to spin this plate that I just don't have bandwidth to spin. Yeah
0: and um, yeah those those episodes will be amazing and they'll come from a place of you being able to do a lot of things and experiment with things that you weren't able to do when you had an episode to grind out uh, every week. Uh, Cause it's, you know, every week it's a new topic. (laughs) It's like, it's it's a lot of work, uh, doing the show, especially now that we've kind of expanded the show where there's the Facebook group and there's lots of action on the Facebook group and there's patrons and they're asking questions. And there's a lot of moving parts to the podcast now. And that's a lot more work, um, than it used to be when we would just turn on the mic and talk for 15 minutes and then shut up and go away. Uh, the podcast has grown in terms of, uh, terms of commitment, but, um, yeah, if you've enjoyed uh Jim and you want to say thank you, uh we'll have uh you can uh leave a comment on novelmarketing.com or you can leave a review if you want. Uh we still get all of those reviews sent to us and if you have been putting off for the last 204 <laughs> episodes leaving a review, <laughs> now is the time. Uh say something nice about Jim in the review or, or something that you've uh, taken away and uh yeah. So, and as I kind of think about what the future of the show um, is going to look like, I'm not entirely sure uh, moving forward. I'm, I am, I've had some ideas of kind of playing with the format a little bit. Um, so I'll be experimenting with that. And I very much uh, appreciate your feedback on you know, as I play with things, uh, what works and what doesn't work as we, try to find ways of filling the gym-shaped hole (laughs) in the show. Um, One thing, uh, if you want to help, that will be very helpful is uh, calling our listener helpline and leaving voicemails. And we have uh, that phone number on our contact page on Novel Marketing, and it's going to be in every episode moving forward. But uh, part of the gym-shaped hole will be probably replaced with you, our listener, leaving questions. And um, I may have a question segment at the end, where I just answer a bunch of sh- smaller questions. I'll probably be answering more questions at the beginning. Um, yeah, still playing with how to make that work. Um, we used to do a question Q and A extravaganzas back in the pre hundred, you know, back in the double digit days of the show, <laughs> and um, those those were good, but they didn't have good staying power. People wouldn't go back and listen to them because they didn't know what questions were being answered. So I'm still. I'm still navigating all of that, and uh, if any of you have ideas, I'd be very uh, happy uh, to to hear your ideas. Now is the time because uh, everything is in flux. But uh, Jim, I just want to say on behalf of our listeners how how great it's been having you on the show, and that I totally understand um, why why you're stepping down because <laughs> uh, I'm right there. <laughs> I've had to step down from a lot of things, and you know while it well it's tough it is it's the right thing to do and i'm glad that you're not uh, going away altogether and I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to the episodes we'll keep doing together <sighs> it's uh endings are hard um endings especially when it's a good thing and that's coming to an end
1: yeah so uh, thomas this is something um i said to darcy the other day and she said, have you told Thomas that? And I said, no. And so (laughs) here I'll I'll tell it to you. Uh, so everyone can hear it. And that is, I can't think of a, uh, I've had a lot of partnerships over the years and yours has been one of the best I have ever, ever had working with you on this. So thank you for being certainly an amazing business partner, but even more than that, being an amazing friend.
0: Yeah. Uh, what y'all don't know is that Jim and I chit chat for like an hour before
1: every episode.
0: They're <laughs> <laughs> always like, we got to do the episodes. Like, yeah, but talking to you is so much fun. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to really miss that. We're going to have to invent things. We'll create some courses and we'll yes, have opportunities. Courses are coming. Yeah. We're, we're creating some, com- some cool courses. And, um, by the way, those courses you can, buy. we'll be it when we release them, you'll be able to buy them separately, but some of them will be bundled into the five year plan, which will make the five year plan more expensive but if you buy the five-year plan now (laughs) you're going to get uh the courses that get bundled into the plan you'll get those
1: uh, for free yeah that's an important thing so those of you who have already bought the five-year plan to becoming a best-selling author you will get these additional courses for free added in and those of you who buy now before the price gets up will also be grandfathered in so if you've been considering it um this is probably a great time to pick that up
0: yeah and um So anyway, we'll have links to that in the show notes. And another thing we wanted to especially thank was our patrons uh, for helping us level up uh, the show. And normally we have a featured patron of the episode,
1: but uh, we thought it'd be a cool idea to feature all of our top-level patrons. (laughs) So this is not every patron, but it is our top-level patrons that we'd just like to give a shout-out to.
0: And those patrons are? Kerry Dawes. Shatona Havig, Cheryl Elton, C.L. Peterson, David Winters, Deborah Diaz, Eloise White, Jennifer Leo, Julia Darcy, Kate Harvey, Michael Jack Webb, Molly Jo Reilly,
1: Nan Rinella, Peter DeHaan, Tisha Martin, and Tyler L. Jones. Thank you. We appreciate you guys so much and we appreciate the rest of our patrons, but these are the ones that are at the top level. And uh, again, um, you have made many things possible, uh, namely this show and all the other things we've been able to do. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for all of you. And I know this is a, a sad episode.
0: <laughs> um, Jim's sad. I'm sad, but it is, it will be good in the long run. And, um, hopefully the show will be uh it'll be different but hopefully it'll be better and the episodes with Jim will definitely be better um because we will have a lot more energy the the branches that will remain hopefully will make very big uh, juicy and delicious apples or whatever fruit uh, novel marketing's little novels <laughs> uh perhaps mandarin oranges or something i don't know
1: indeed and and again if you have a question you would like to see on the show call the listener helpline which is 512-827-8377 and you can also send a high quality recording uh just go to novelmarketing.com slash connect and you have been
0: listening to james l rubart for
1: the last time
0: as a regular uh, co-host but not for the last time he will return i'll be back He's like Thanos. Thanos will return in the next. Well, not like Thanos, I guess, but uh, like Thanos in the movie. Anyway, moving on. Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you innovative ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, June is Patron Appreciation Month. If you become a patron this month, or if you're already a patron, you get lifetime access to the Tax and Business Guide for Authors. But patrons get way more than just access to that course. Here's a breakdown of the patron rewards. There's three different reward levels at different pledge prices. At $4 a month, you get access to the Tax and Business Guide for Authors, like I said, but you also get a bonus episode every month, the ability to ask live questions in the monthly Q&A episode, and over $800 worth of discounts on other author media courses... And free book vault setup. At the $10 a month level, you get everything I just talked about in the $4 level, plus access to the podcast host directory. This is a directory of the email addresses and contact information for over 100,000 podcast hosts that may be interested in having you on as a guest to talk about your book. And you also get access to AI Thomas. This is a GPT-4 chatbot that I've been working on for the last several months, and it answers questions based on over 500 episodes of the Novel Marketing Podcast and the Christian Publishing Show. But here's the best part. It cites its sources, so you can click to read the blog post that inspired the answer. So even if you don't like AI, you can think of it as a super-powered search engine to help you find the Novel Marketing episode that specifically answers the question that you have. And then at the $25 a month level, you get everything I've already talked about, plus your book featured from time to time on the podcast. If you want my help in your publishing journey, become a patron today and you can become a patron at novelmarketing.com slash patron. That's novelmarketing.com slash patron.